Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast. Richard, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How was Japan? It's the greatest thing ever. I'm going to go live there someday. Someday. But for now, you're back recording another episode of the Extra Credit Show. And a couple of things happened while you were gone. Uh, Very interesting things that we we cracked up a couple of times. Like if Richard was here, that would have been really funny. Um, And it's really (laughs) just kind of like the just out of nowhere. We've just had a lot of things come across our our desk of people getting just taken advantage of some new scams in the credit repair business. Uh, Very interesting things that we want to just talk about. It just seems like it doesn't stop. Like there's always a new scammer or there's always a new scam you know, and it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, that's why we're here to teach you guys what what to look for and how to avoid these scams. Well, you know, I think it's just human nature, right? Like as long as there's going to be a need or someone's going to have a pain of some sort and there's going to be some type of scam that take a, takes advantage of their need or their pain in, in, in order to take advantage of the consumer. Like I always tell prospective credit repair um, consumers or even just people in general, like if if there's a need bad enough, uh, it can be exploited. And it's very easy in the credit repair world, I think, because if someone has bad credit and they need a solution so bad, it's easy to sell it. Um, you know what I mean? Like if 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 it's easy to say, give me a thousand dollars and I will make your good credit or I'll make your bad credit good. Right. And, and for the uninformed consumer, they think, wow, well, let, I'm going to do it because I really need this credit. I really need to buy this house. I really need a better credit score. I'm tired of bad credit. So it's an easy way, I think, to exploit someone that's going through a no. hard time. Well, I, and I think you're right. I mean, desperation causes people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Right. And I, maybe it clouds their judgment. Exactly. Know? And and <clears throat> you have smart people getting taken advantage of because of that, because they're in a, in a situation where they're in need. Um, so... While you were gone, we had this, I don't know, I guess I'll call him a gentleman, uh, but he was a sleazy sales guy, actually, is what he was. Um, and he just kind of walked in, and he was really loud, and he, he manipulated his way to my office, right? So he kind of comes in, slick-talking, fast-talking guy, and I remembered him because he had been here before. And he had been here before uh, to our office selling, um, he's a credit repair guy, too, but he has, according to him, a connection at some of the bureaus where for 5,000 bucks, they would clear your credit record, but it would require 5,000 bucks. And so he came in here selling, hey, you guys do regular credit repair. And I want to let you know that if you ever have a client that's a VIP client that has deep pockets and just wants instant results, send them over to me. I'll get them the instant results and I'll cut you guys in on the five grand. And I remember just like thinking like this guy is full of it and I'm just I want him out of my office. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. okay, great. Bye. And then that was it. So he leaves, and obviously we never did business with him. That's ridiculous. Um, oh, so it's just that easy, huh? Five grand, and we'll get you your magic number. Well, you know, you think about it plausibly, like knowing what we know. D- does this guy, would that actually work? Would, if you have a contact at Experian, would you be able to have this underground deal, you know, that you just pay that guy at Experian to push a button and delete everything? Would that technically be, a, a like, possible? Of course, it's possible if you have a connection at a credit bureau to be able to delete accounts, you know, they're going to be able to do it. But it's a one way ticket to land everyone involved in jail. <laughs> you know? You're right. Like it's it's if it's 
It definitely, that's what it is. That's immediately what I thought. Even if this guy is not lying, it's likely going to end up with somebody in jail. No, that that's a major, major no-no. I mean, we're talking, we're talking um, manipulation and fraud of the highest kind. Right. And to think that the bureaus wouldn't have some type of fail-safe for that. You know what I mean? Like, with technology, how advanced it is nowadays, the bureaus would have some type of fail-safe, I think. But regardless, we didn't. I did not even entertain that idea, of course. And then, so this guy comes here. Now it's been like two years. He came in while you were gone. Um, you know what? I think I remember who you're talking about now. Uh, I do remember that. So he comes in while you were gone, and he just basically starts selling this thing, and he calls it credit engineering. And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And hey, he basically said, "Sounds sounds legit." <laughs> yeah. So he basically said, "Look, when you're done with your clients and they have a 680 credit score, he's like, I have a way for them to make extra money." And he's like, and who doesn't like to make extra money? And, you know, they go on this crazy, he goes on this crazy spill and he busts out a notepad and he starts um, explaining this new credit engineering thing that allows our clients to make extra money. And in turn, we make extra money too. So basically it requires, in a nutshell, it's this, you need a 680 credit score or higher. Okay. This company, the credit engineers, take out a bunch of loans under your name and they're business <laughs> loans with a personal guarantee. And business loans, apparently, they allow them to get large amounts of credit lines, right? 20, 30, 40, 50,000. I can see where this is going. And, but you allow them to invest the money in complicated investments that he called <sighs> T-bill swaps and Forex and a bunch of weird things that to, to a normal consumer, we would not know exactly how to invest in Forex or how to invest in T-bill swaps or whatever. Just buzzwords like that where I was like, okay, you know, that doesn't make sense. But regardless, he's like, so he's like, let me give you an example. We have, you know, we're looking for someone to get about three to four hundred thousand dollars in loans and then let let the credit engineers take the money and invest it in these products. Wow. And then as a as and then we compensate the consumer to the tune of 10 percent of the loan a month. So if you take out four hundred thousand in loans, we'll give them four thousand dollars a month for letting us borrow their credit. And and in the meantime, we will give them six months worth of payments in a bank account immediately so that they can make the payments. And I was like, sounds like a Ponzi scheme all the way around. And I was just like, you realize that this is a really, in my head, I'm just like, oh, okay, where's this guy going with this? Where's this guy going with this? And in my head, I, I was thinking like, I need to kick him out. I let him slide last time and I need to kick him out and call him out on his bullshit. And then so immediately it just kind of came out. I didn't even stop myself. I was like, dude, this is the biggest load of crap I have ever seen. And you need to get out of my office. Last time you came in on some bullshit and I let you slide. But this is the most egregious thing I have ever seen in my whole life. And you need to leave now. And so, he just like stared at me and he's just like, what do you mean? And I was like, yes, this is this is really bad. You need to leave. And he's just like, no, I. I need you to explain to me why, because he's like, I don't, I don't understand why you think this is bad. So, and so, I was just like, what the? So let me get this straight. I'm gonna get this consumer. He's got a 680 credit score. He's gonna get three to four hundred thousand dollars loan uh, loan out that he's gonna let me use. I'm gonna give him a small chunk of it just so he can make the monthly payments, and then I'm gonna give him a 10% contribution every month while I'm using this money. Right. And th and and then he. And then he said they would guarantee the payoff in 12 months, right? And I was just like, you know, obviously it's a huge risk to the consumer, right? There's, oh, oh, it gets even better. Holy crap. 
And then he said that the income off of this is tax-free. That's when I knew he had no idea what he was talking about. When he said that the $4,000 a month that would be generated off of this would be tax-free. And I was like, there is no way that this would be tax-free. For you guys to even claim that is means that you are absolutely deceiving people knowingly because there's no way that you could make that kind of money tax-free. Um, I, I wouldn't call it tax-free, but I could, you know, if this was, it, looking at it from a perspective of assuming this was legitimate, which I know it's not. I mean, this is total BS. But I can see where, you know, the profits you're making gets offset by the interest payments you're making on this business loan, since it is a business loan. So I, I could see that and, and how you could come up with tax free. But I mean, come on, hey, give me three hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to work it for you. And then I'll give you a small chunk of it while I'm taking care of the rest. It sounds like a rip off. The, I mean, so through and through. there's so much exposure there. First of all, there's probably loan fraud made to get the money, yes. right? So they probably committed loan fraud in the very beginning just to get that much money. Exactly. So there's probably there a bunch of uh, exposure to the consumer there. Plus, this is very likely a Ponzi scheme where, because what he's wanting to do is recruit more people to recruit more people exactly. to recruit more people. Exactly. So when that begins to implode, then the the people at the very end are left holding all the debt. Mm -hmm. You know. So in theory, if they do pay off the loans within the six to twelve months period, then when that stops or when the money dries up, the people dries up, then the Ponzi scheme implodes, and then the people at the very bottom get end up holding the majority of the debt, and they're the ones that end up getting screwed. But I mean, even if it like it's just you're just letting somebody borrow your credit for three to four hundred grand and you're hoping that they pay it off in 12 months. And if they don't, you're not going to have any recourse to these people. You're you're the one that technically signed for the loans. So it was just really bad ripoff through and through. There's no such thing as credit engineering. It was just a, a big potential scam. It sounds like a nice name. <laughs> no, but it's it's a load of crap. I know, like, completely a load of crap. No, and, I obviously, and I, and I couldn't believe that this guy really legitimately thought that this was real. Like, like, are you stupid? You know, like, how can you even imagine that this is real? Being in the credit business himself, right? So it's just like you're willingly well, ripping claims. people off, right? So yeah, and he was a slick talker, man. He was a, one of just those slick talking people that would just convince any person that this is a great idea. Um, but obviously. Um, being in the business, we being know in better. the business, we understand the massive exposure that the consumer has, and you can't just take out four hundred thousand dollars worth of loans. Um, it's ridiculous, and I and so it was on the premise of business loans, and then, so so that happened, kicked him out. I told him it's a huge ripoff, and I told him you know definitely uh, if he wants to go to jail to continue to do that because it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, and so he just, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that maybe I scared some sense into him. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not going to follow up, and he hopefully doesn't ever come back. Um, so then a, a week later, I get a text uh, from an old client. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, you know, we, we, we form good relationships with our clients. We help them through, through uh, and, they, and our clients, we just become friends, right? So sure. I got a client. She hasn't been a client for like eight years. Okay. But she said, hey, I think I got scammed, and I'm scared uh, that this might hurt my credit. And I said, what happened? And she said, we want to start a business. We were looking at uh, needing about $100,000 to open up a franchise of uh, uh, a, a certain franchise. And then she said, so we needed about $100,000 in, in, in like cash. And she said, so we looked around and maybe we can get a business loan. You know, people that are new don't understand business loans and how, how difficult they are. So they found this company that would guarantee them a business funding. Okay. And that's a very popular term right now. 
get business loans without a personal guarantee or get business funding, you know, and then they talk about getting $200,000 in business funding. To this day, we get faxes from people offering us business funding. Right? <laughs> we just got one this morning. I was yeah, just talking I mean, about it's it. It's just like a really popular thing. <laughs> and so they guaranteed her that they would get her the money and that, that they would charge her. Here's the agreement that they would charge her a $3,995 flat fee. Okay. For for the business funding, and she's like, okay, great. If you give me a hundred grand, I'd be happy to give you four. Okay. Well, it turns out that it's actually going to be a double fee because they're going to take out fifty grand under the wife and fifty grand under the husband. So they're actually wanting eight. So here's what they did, and this is when she realized okay. that this is a big scam. Okay. All that they did was they took out. She's got a great credit score, obviously. She was a past client. So her credit score is like superb, 700 plus, 740 plus. Dude, all they did was get take out 10 to 15 new credit cards. And the credit lines added up to about 100 grand. And then they wanted to charge them the fees. Wow. But all that they did was take out a credit card like with Capital One, American Express, Discover. They took out a Prosper loan. That's a personal loan. They took out a loan with Lending Club. These were all just traditional consumer banks that the consumer could have gone online and applied at discover.com and gotten a $15,000 credit card because her credit is that good. Um, and so when they were all said and done, she's like, I got like 20 denial notices and like 10, 10 to 15 approval notices for me and my husband. And yeah, they got us $100,000 in new credit. And she's like, and the next phase was going to be to go to their liquidation department where they were going to convert the 100000 the $100, in credit into actual cash so that we can have cash. And I was just like, that sounds like a terrible idea because we'll either A, cash advance them, which you'll pay a huge interest on. It's like 4%, right? Uh, well, just a fee, just no, a fee just alone. A, no, th we're talking about a cash advance fee, right? Yeah, so just a fee just to get the money up front, plus the high interest rate Yes. that you would pay on a cash advance. But... Um, or they would run it through a merchant on their own, right? So they, if they had a own, their own merchant account, they would just charge the account all the way to the limit and then take the money and get, hopefully give it to the client. This isn't the first time I've seen this. Uh, I, I was actually hit up on this one time. Um, I don't know if you remember when I went to Florida, uh, they were actually selling this product there to potential uh, credit repair um Companies. Oh, for them to add it as a service, yes. a business credit service. Well, you know, there, there may be a legitimate way to establish business credit and obtain business credit funding and loans. But this right here was just completely under the consumer's personal credit. And it was just, they basically applied on the consumer's behalf, which when she started to get all the denial notices and all the inquiries on her credit report, she was like, hold up, wait a minute, this is not what we wanted. You know, we could have done this ourselves. So then the company says, congratulations, you got your $100,000 in funding, now we need our eight grand. And she was, so she hit me up saying, hey, I I don't wanna pay these people. Like, am I, am I going to get sent to collections for 8,000 and then ruin my credit? You know, that was her concern. That was her concern. And I was like, you know what? The, the details are in the contract. Like they, they really are, I can't, I can't answer this question without reviewing the contract. Let me see the contract. So she did. She sent me the contract. It's this thing right here. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's an unenforceable contract. It's I, not. I feel that if they can't, they can't, no way send this to collections. And I would be shocked if they had the balls to sue this consumer for this money. 
But, you know, I actually I sent her to my uh, attorney friend and I said, I just want you to have an attorney look at the contract, confirm that it's unenforceable, and then we can send these people a letter telling them to kick rocks that they completely deceived you and they, they did not deliver on what they said they were going to deliver and they, therefore they haven't earned their $8,000 fee. Um, but I just thought that was crazy that, you know, all they did was just basically take out enough credit cards under her name to add up 200000 and then That's, they said, But those aren't loans. The, the, no, and even if they were loans, like that's not business loans. Those it's are not. consumer loans. Exactly. And, and you know, on, in a startup business, guys, that is how it works. It is. It. I've never seen somebody be able to get a loan from a bank to start a business. That's that doesn't have a personal guarantee, right? Like it's always going to have some type of personal guarantee. It's always going to be you, the consumer, guaranteeing it whether it's you're guaranteeing it with real estate, you're guaranteeing it with really good credit. Uh, like there's, it just doesn't happen. You're not gonna get unsecured money like that on a startup, um, you know? And even companies that are already established still have to provide a personal guarantee for the most part. Yep. Um, so it's it was just like, holy crap, this is a huge scam. She, being an astute consumer, realized, hey, this is not right. And she started to look them up and she found out other people that have been victimized by this. Because imagine this, like I, I said, I said, look, let's just say you go through with this and you start a business with $100,000 in credit card debt. Like that's a really bad way to start a business. You know what I mean? Like you're starting in the hole right away. Um, far down in the hole, 100 grand is a lot of money. You know, and so for you to be able to start a business, generate the income to service the debt at the ridiculous interest rate that you're going to be while paying, keeping yourself afloat, while keeping the business going, you know, it's 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 a it's a recipe for like immediate failure. Um, you know, there's got to be a better way to get the hundred thousand on better terms. You, you know what I mean? Not on credit card terms, like on better terms, like, uh, you know, off the top of my head, you know, she probably has a hundred thousand dollars in equity on her house. Like that might be a better way to access a hundred thousand with better finance terms. She's guaranteeing her house for it, but it, she's got a much better chance at succeeding with the low payment on the hundred thousand guaranteed by the house than, you know, a hundred thousand divided on fifteen credit cards. Like that's just crazy. Yeah, no, this is these are like some serious serious scams that uh. uh that you've just presented i but I've, how easy would it be for them to get paid four grand or you know when the consumer already has it like the consumer has a hundred thousand now in credit so it's like yeah just pay me four grand or pay well me no eight, no no pay it's, me not, grand. it's not just a hundred thousand dollars in credit they convert it to cash remember right in their liquidation department or whatnot. well they you know she she didn't she did not luckily because the cons because it happened under the consumer the credit card or the the company here, the scam company, never got a hold of the card, so they weren't able to charge the cards. They wanted the consumer to say, "Hey, just give me one of the credit cards that we got for you, and we'll run it." You know, and she, that's when she was like, "No way, this is a total, total baloney." Um, or did obviously it didn't feel right for her. The fact that she got twenty plus inquiries on her credit report really upset her. Um, and I'm glad that she reached out because you know I was able to help her think think it through and then send her to an attorney that would read the contract, confirm what I'm thinking, and then we can confidently send these people a letter telling them to kick rocks. But what I was trying to get to was that she looked them up, found a couple of other people that have been victimized, and one of the ladies was victimized so bad um, that she ended up going like losing her business, filing for bankruptcy, um, and the FBI is involved now investigating this company for mis the misrepresentations that they're making she so our client 
talked to the FBI and the FBI said, since you haven't lost any money, you know, we're not going to include you on the case. You simply just have a bunch of credit. Obviously, don't use it. Um, but you haven't lost any money. We're not going to include you as part of our investigation. But don't tell the company that we're looking into them because we don't want to tip them off. Um, and I was just like, oh, someone's going to jail. Pretty crazy. Uh, but man, this is some crazy stuff that's out there. It's it, This is really sad stuff. I mean, you know, imagine this happening to someone you know. Like, you know, let's say I'm just throwing it out there. Let's say it was your grandma, you know, uninformed consumer. Um, all of a sudden loses her home, loses everything because of people like this. Well, you know, maybe a little... You know, you, I hate to use the word naive, but like a little bit too trusting, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, like it's, 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 it is it, again, and it's exploiting the need, right? So client has a big dream. I want to start my business. I love this particular business, whatever it may be. You have this passion for this business. I'm going to start this business. It's a franchise. It's got a recipe for success. I just need to get my hands on this money. Right. And then. So you got you this got this company that comes in and solves this need, but it's not a legitimate solution. It's 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 crap, you know, and it's just putting the consumer at a very big disadvantage for someone to be able to pay off one hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt on a startup business means that the business has to become profitable, insanely profitable right off the bat, which is not normal. And let's just think about this logically, realistically. When someone comes up with this sure-proof plan that's not the normal way to get something done, how often does that ever work? You know, when you want to think outside the box and do something that, you know, isn't how banks operate. It just doesn't work. It, it generally ends up coming and biting you back in the face and it's, you know, rear end, whatever. Um, don't do it, guys. It, it, you do things the right way and you wouldn't get yourself in these type of problems. Yeah, you know, uh, luckily... Um She's not out the eight grand. Like, no. I'm really happy she's not out the eight grand. No, she, she, as you said, she's an astute consumer and she figured out uh, through this that, no, this isn't right. And that's a good thing. You know, she, what she was expecting was a loan from a bank, you know, or maybe a set of loans from a bank um, that, that is a business loan, right? Where it would just be one, maybe two loans, not credit lines, not credit cards. Um, and, and so that is definitely something that it, that is out there, guys. You got to watch out for it. There's a lot of things right now for business funding, business loans, and some of them are very, very like shady looking. Um, so you want to be very careful with the amount of money that you borrow. I mean, the, the devil is always in the details. You want to look at your repayment terms. Are you getting ripped off? Can you find money cheaper? Um, you know, having a good credit score gives you access to a lot, a lot of cheap money. That, you know, obviously, if you are responsible, you, you only borrow what you can repay back. I can guarantee you that taking out $100,000 worth of credit lines, she's like this, this family cannot pay it back, right? With their traditional income right now, they cannot repay it back. So, so, so it's just like not a responsible thing to do. Like she's gambling with the credit, which is, I mean, as long as... I guess if she knew about it and did it knowingly that that's one thing, but this was a big like bait and switch. If all it took was a 680 to be able to obtain $400,000 in loans that easy, everyone would be homeless. 
Yeah. They, you know, they, they would, I mean, they wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't be homeless. They, they'd have a home. I mean, it's, it's that easy. You could just buy, you can buy multiple houses. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, guys. Uh, like you, you, you know, it's like you still got to pay it back. Yeah. Like, that's always like you, that's the way that you got to think about things. Like when you borrow money, you got to pay it back. It doesn't matter what, what they're letting you borrow at what terms you still got to pay it back. Um, I mean, we get hit up all the time for business funding. Like, oh, do you guys want to buy equipment or, you know, do you need money for your business? It's like, um, no, because we've got to pay it back and I don't want to pay it back. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, it's like you, you got to be smart with, with the way that you borrow money and then, or you just got to be smart. It's like with anybody that you do business with. That's why I think we have been so successful over the last 12 years because a big part of our practice is doing business with people face to face. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we do have a lot of clients that are that we've never met. Um, and that happens because of the podcast and because of our presence online. But I think a big recipe of our success is that fact that we meet all of our clients in person pretty much that come here. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're listening to us from Texas, Pennsylvania, whatever other state, if you call us, we'll help you. You know, but at least you can see us in person through this podcast. You know what we look like. You, you can always call us and we'll take care of you. But yes, we do prefer to do business face to face. And I think that a lot of people prefer to do business face to face, especially with something so sensitive as, you know, their finances or their credit report. So it, it's it's just it's just crazy the, the scams that are out there. Um, and you got to be careful with who you're doing business with. Have you run across any any new scams, anything new? I wouldn't say new, just the continuation of scams that have been around. Nothing as serious as what you've presented. But, you know, there's still credit repair companies out there that uh, are going to promise you the world and are going to, you know, basically tell you, give us $1,000 and we'll fix your credit. Uh, you know, in fact, I have a consumer right now. This morning, he literally just, you know, hired us to do the job for him because he'd been with another company, um, Duran or something like that. I don't even know. Um, but he'd been with them for a whole year and this guy promised his credit to be fixed. So, you know, here we are a year later, his credit's still not fixed. And now he's in a bind because he really needs to buy a house. Otherwise, he's going to kick out of his home soon. And it's just it's just terrible. You know, he got taken for all this money, you know, and he can't face the guy because the guy's in Colorado or some other state, you know, and it's it's just bad. It's bad all around. You know, again, exploiting a need. Um, you know what I found? I think the most common trend with credit repair scams is that what what the consumer is told is that they won't have to pay their bills oh. and that sounds a whole lot better than having to pay the bills so so if you owe credit card money if you owe like you know credit cards that went to collections or if you owe AT&T money Sprint money right and you just owe 10 grand and some guy says I can take all that off your credit report you don't got to pay it that sounds really good if you just pay 1000 you get rid of all of it and you don't have to pay the 10000 in bad credit that you have that sounds really good. And then they come to us and we're like, you know what, if, the, if these debts are legit and they're newer, you know, they're not past the statute of limitations, we're gonna have to deal with them. I can probably settle them. Instead of paying 10, I can probably settle them for four, but you know, it's still four grand. Then the consumer still thinks, nah, I'd still rather pay 1,000 to this guy, he'd get rid of everything instead of having to pay 4,000 or 10,000. So they get this, this, they get sold this bill of goods that they don't have to pay their bills that are legitimate. And that I think is where the break happens. A year later, the bills are still on the report. Now we're like, hey, well, cause I mean, you told me about the file this morning. Mm -hmm. We literally are just gonna settle the accounts, mm -hmm. right? Like 
So we're just going to pay the bills that are legitimate, have been validated already. They're within the statute of limitations. The person signed for them. There's no real dispute there to go after. We're literally just going to go in and yeah, negotiate. negotiate the bills, which we could have done last year, saved them a year and saved them <laughs> a bunch of money. Um, All that money he paid out to this other company could have been used to take care of this account. And it's like we know when we're going to have to pay bills and we know when we can technically get away with it the bill may not be legitimate verifiable it doesn't belong to the consumer there's a whole set of things that or need to or happen past the statute of limitations or right at the point of expiration right so when we talk to a consumer we really uh like we know okay this is the expectation that we need to set and and it's just it's it's just part of the fact that we've been doing this for so long um one so, one thing i don't know if you remember uh what was going on because we read about this recently about the whole astra collections ad astra versus lexington law do you do you remember what's yeah, going on? yeah yeah so lexington law is for those of you that don't know they're probably the biggest credit repair company in the nation mm -hmm. they're really big they have a really big internet presence advertising budget um and they don't they don't do any debt settlements they're just a standard dispute um type of service well they, this collection agency is suing them for sending a, a bunch of debt validation letters to them. Okay. Uh, and that, that's the premise of the, of the lawsuit is basically saying they are overloading us with disputes. And um, so something along those lines. I haven't actually followed up on it. Um, but so, <laughs> so they're suing this company because they're the company's asking the collection agency to simply do their job that's mandated by law no no it's a little bit more complex so uh -huh. what they're doing is um sending these debt validation letters uh multiple times um and what they're For saying the same consumer yes oh and, i see and what they're saying is 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 uh, they're uh, actually they're suing them under the rico act which is what was caught my attention the rico so act. it's like organized crime and racketeering or something um, isn't that what's used against like uh, motorcycle gangs <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it's organized crime right isn't that uh, what that is rico yeah um let me see if i can pull it up here real quick uh it's ad astra recovery versus lexington law collection agency files rico lawsuit against lexington law and wow. so really that is so rico is like a federal federal act that they're using that would basically opens up a lot of things um now that's gutsy right there so what they're saying is that they're bringing the action because the defendant's predatory and fraudulent credit repair scheme um and that the scheme is designed to bombard debt collectors with false credit dispute letters with the intention of deceiving debt collectors and frustrating their efforts to collect legitimate debts. Um, so that's what they're saying, that the consumer signs a power of attorney and the defendants draft a letter in their name. Um, but that, So basically, they're sending letters on behalf of the consumer, not saying that they're coming from Lexington Law. Um, so the collection agency does not know that they're coming from Lexington Law, they think that they're coming from the consumer, which is kind of standard in the credit repair business. Um, For what though? So that they can just ignore the letter at that point? I'm not sure, uh, but that's what they're claiming, organized crime in a credit repair scheme to deceive and uh, disrupt that Astra's collection of debts. Someone should bring up a RICO lawsuit against Astra. I mean, if you think about it- They're, they're, they're claiming to have received 75,000 dispute letters from Lexington Law. Um, within how? what within the past four years okay that's still quite a bit it is because just i mean just seventy-five thousand times 50 cents a stamp i mean how many that's a lot 
what is that? I mean, what's that? Thirty grand? Thirty? Thirty-seven five. Thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. Just and just stamps. And just stamps. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so, but anywho, the, I mean, yeah, that's interesting. And I, I, I really, um, you know, objectively speaking, Lexington Law is a competitor of ours. Sure. I would not call them a scam. No. Um, maybe like not as good or as effective. Uh, but I would not call them a scam. Well, and, you know, obviously, I mean, we don't, I don't like to talk bad about competition. Let them do whatever they want to do. But, you know, from from my consumers that have come to me, my clientele that have transferred over from Lexington Law, they all pretty much tell me the same thing. They pretty much tell me, you know what, they'll send out a, a dispute letter for like one account on one bureau and charge me a month for it. And the next month they'll send another dispute for one account on another bureau and that's how they drag it on for forever. Yeah, you know, it's a flaw, yeah. I think, uh, meant to basically make every consumer more profitable for them. Um, you know, we disagree with that business model and we do our own business model and, and there it is. That's all. Uh, yeah. But I would not call them a scam. No. But it's pretty ballsy that Ad Astra is and that they even sued them. So this is kind of like credit repair drama playing out right in front of us. I mean, um, from my from my point of view, they should they should be the ones getting sued for uh, for a RICO lawsuit because they're helping a lot of shady debt uh, creditors who have no business collecting from people collect debt just because they're a collection agency. Well, it says here you owe it, you owe it. You know? Yeah, Ad Astra is a big payday loan debt collector. Exactly. And those are very shady debts. So, well... Um, We'll, we'll keep, I mean, this was just filed last month in May, May 21st, 2018 is when it was filed. So, okay. um, Same, so seems fresher to me since I, I was in vacation. This su surprisingly, time. <laughs> uh, uh, this has happened before to Lexington law and they've won. So they've, they've been filed a lawsuit before from a debt collector and they've won a Rico lawsuit. Uh, yeah. A Rico lawsuit. Wow. Um, but this is crazy. The pattern of racketeering activity, mail and wire fraud, using uh, concealing the fraudulent nature of their credit repair services, marketing and providing credit repair services that were illegal to provide in the manner which they were provided, utilizing unenforceable powers of attorney, forging consumer signatures, misrepresenting the source and author of the dispute correspondence and causing the U.S. Postal Service mail and interstate wires to be used or reasonably knowing that the U.S. Postal Service mails and interstate wires would be used to transmit forged, disguised, illegal communications in interstate commerce. Um, what I heard is a bunch of wah, 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 wah. I mean, come on. If it's an unenforceable power of attorney, then why are you accepting it and why are you continuing to do business with them? I mean, that that's your own fault. That means you're getting in trouble for actually accepting them. Am I wrong? I don't know. Well, this is interesting to see how it gets played out in court. Uh, yeah. So who knows? It could be big or it could be just dismissed as frivolous. I yeah. guess we'll, we'll keep, an, keep an eye out for it. But anyways, guys, the, the point is, you know, keep out. Keep an eye out. Don't fall. Don't become victim to something like this. You know, when someone when someone promises you something that is just too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, there's really no way that someone is going to be able to eliminate valid debt from your credit report. If the credit debt collector can validate the debt to be accurate, um, it, it very likely will be unless the debt is too old. And by too old, we mean maybe seven years or older, maybe six years or older. Um, you know, you can make a case for it. Um, 
If you know that they're misrepresenting the date, which happens all the time, that's what credit repair is for, is to force them to comply with the dates. If they're misrepresenting the date, that's a, a basis for dispute. Or, it, it's complicated, right? There's always ways to dispute something, but for someone to just flat out say, you're not going to pay none of these bills um, is, is, a, is, is big red flag. Big, big, big red flag. Trust me, we help clients eliminate valid debts all the time, right? On on actual factual basis. But for us to say, you're not paying none of your bills, give me this amount of money, I'll make everything go away. That is a huge red flag, big scam. Um, so just keep an eye out. You know, and th these are scams that we see in credit repair and in finance, but they're all over the place. You know, you could get scammed for for diet pills and weight loss products and like, you know what I mean? Like magic bands and... There's all kinds of crazy things like the ne the next uh, Herbalife. You know, it's just like it's it's out there. You got to be uh, informed. You got to be astute. Make right decisions. Look around and ask. Um, you know, so that's just our our two cents, and and we're just lucky to be in this space where we'll be able to broadcast to the masses, um, and hopefully save. Uh, you and your friends from a couple of scams. While you were gone, we actually published uh, one of the weeks. We published the IRS scam. The, oh. the, the phone call that I did with the IRS, uh, <laughs> fake IRS agent. So we published one of those. So we're just lucky to be in the position that we were just able to, you know, help a few people out. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of good work here in our local community, but, it, you know, the podcast allows us to reach the whole nation. And if you guys are listening somewhere outside of California, thank you very much for listening. So anything else? No, at this point, um, you know, the, the extra credit task of the week is just simply pay attention if don't some, get scammed if i know right don't don't get scammed no if if someone presents you an offer that's too good to be true or is it not a conventional mean of doing things a conventional way of doing things pay attention do your research and then figure out if it's something that you really want to do or not if it starts off with do you need to make extra money or do you want to make <laughs> extra side money think about it really really hard you know money's not free Guys, I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time.